Yo, what's good? My name is Drake Tamora, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Wind City Sports is Windsor's only local radio sports program and podcast. Our radio show airs every Thursday live at 12.30 p.m. on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit. New episodes of the podcast featuring raw, uncut interviews with athletes and coaches drop right after the radio program airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. Anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify and iTunes, and on WinCitySports.com. We also have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. Today is Thursday, December 6, 2018, and it is episode 124 of Win City Sports. This week on Win City Sports, we're talking to a longtime hockey coach in the Windsor-Essex County area, former scout for the Barry Colts, and the author of Parallels of Life dropping tomorrow on Amazon, it's Greg Crane. Greg spent a lot of time in junior B and C hockey throughout his years here in Windsor. He tells his story and tells about how his book uh, came to fruition and where the idea came from and, of course, where you can get it. And aside from that, he shares many stories throughout his years as a hockey coach and general manager and much more a scout. He's done it all in the hockey world, and he's most recently named the general manager of the Amherstburg Admirals junior C hockey team. So congratulations to him on that. He actually talks about how that opportunity came to be first thing into the interview. Following that, we have a lot of news this week, especially with our Windsor Spitfires. The biggest news coming out of the sports world in Windsor is the trade with Michael DiPietro. So we'll have lots on that later on the show, as well as news on our Windsor Express basketball team and the Windsor Lancers hockey teams and basketball teams. But before we get into the interview portion of the show this week, we're going to take a moment to hear about our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week via golancers.ca. This week from both our men's and women's track and field teams, it's Cole Hannum and Taryn Lamori. At the Bob Vegers season opener, Taryn placed third overall in the women's 60 meter with a time of 7.98 seconds and captured the gold medal in the women's long jump with a leap of 5.61 meters. Meanwhile, Cole had a great opening weekend for the Lancers track and field team. At the Bob Vigar season opener, Cole placed first overall in the men's 1,000 meter with a time of 2 minutes and 30 seconds. So congratulations to Cole and Taryn on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. But now without further ado, we're going to jump right into the interview with longtime hockey coach and the author of The Parallels of Life, Greg Crane. So here we You're go. At sea Jam with a longtime hockey coach uh, in the Windsor Essex County area, former Barry Colts scout and the author of Parallels of Life, Greg Crane. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for coming out here, man. Thank, thank, thank you, Drake. I greatly appreciate it. Awesome. So, like I said, uh, actually, I have all these questions here and topics stuff that we're gonna go uh, go after. I put this together maybe like, just after we met on Wednesday or whatever there, but I'm not gonna get into it yet because yesterday, big announcement. Uh, your new GM for Amherstburg Admirals. How'd this come to be, man? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they've been uh, owner ownership Wes Ewer and and Matt Fox and Gaspar Spada have been talking to me for a couple of three weeks. They see me around the arena quite often, and I'm always there on Sunday nights watching watching the guys. So with Wes, he's on 
he's on the board also with me at uh, the minor level in Amherstburg Minor Hockey. So he's gotten to know me over the last three or four years. And and they, they reached out about three weeks ago and said, you know, would you would you be interested in taking on some kind of a some kind of role with the organization? So I, I thought about it and then it it progressed. We went uh, we went probably we had three or four meetings. I met the the uh, the current coach uh, Paul Bertino, who is uh, the current general manager. Sorry, and and we had a real good a real good discussion about what they what they wanted to do Paul is newly married and he said you know what I just want to be I just want to be a coach mm-hmm. you know Craner are you are you interested in, in being being the GM so we all kind of said you know what guys I think we can make this work for sure and and we just uh, we just hammered things out but mostly talking about the direction of the team what yeah. they're what they're expecting in the future and then uh, we ended up uh, signing the contract on on Wednesday, and then the announcements are yeah. are coming out the last couple of days. Yeah, so. I, I just didn't see that comment after our conversation there the other day. Kind of like, oh, you know, I'm doing this, doing that, and then no, we we we, uh, we kept it kept it under under yeah. wraps just just in case it, it went sideways or one side said, you know, may, maybe we're not ready to do it at this point. So yeah, it's it's a uh, quite an honor to to work with the integrity. Uh, Amherstburg Admiral team and again thank you to the to the ownership Wes, Matt and Gaspar it's it's quite it's quite an honor and I'm really thrilled to get back in a leadership role with with a junior C club it's certainly it's certainly always been in my blood junior C and in hockey in general Mm -hmm. so it's 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 a good it's a good fit for me absolutely like I was going to say we're going to get into a lot of junior C stuff obviously with your book that uh, we're going to get into also and as we were talking just before, my exposure to Junior C is the, the Canadians, and they have quite that rivalry. The last couple of years, uh, both teams have just been powerhouses. So, you know, it's going to be a good kind of blend for you, I'm sure. But um, let's get into the book, man. So first off, I read the preface, of course. I always like to do that before I get into anything, and I uh, read some pieces from it. But uh, one thing that you stress, I believe, is that it's all, like, your opinions and just based off experiences, right? Like, that's the gist of it, right? Yeah, for for sure. There, there's there's stories, um, stories about what I've seen, what I've done. Um, I'm certainly not a professional coach, not a professional doctor, not a psychologist, or any of that. It's it's really, it's 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 Craner talking here about about hockey, what he's done. I've I've mixed it with some some opinions of concussions and philanthropy and and equipment, but again, it's just my it's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I said, your experiences from from so long, um, and we met the other day uh, just to kind of meet, I guess. And you were telling me about how it, it kind of came to be, but just tell the people how you know you started getting ideas and stuff, right? But how did that go? So, so about three years ago, Drake, uh, I'm started to see some some ex junior junior players that were obviously kids when they played for me. Now they're they're young men, you know, 35, 36 years old. So. With me being involved in in minor hockey, I'm always at the arena, and I'm starting to see some of these players who are now married with kids walking through the halls, and and of course, if they see me there, and they say, oh, "Hey, coach," and they come over and they shoot the breeze with me and they introduce me to their their little ones, and then and what's been happening is that my my boys, Lyndon Crane, uh, 18 years old, and Nolan Crane, 15 years old, have have seen these interactions. So they're they're always have come up to me and say, "Well, who's that, Dad?" And 
ultimately I get into, you know, I, I coach this guy, you know, back in uh, the Bell River days, or I coached him with the Tecumseh Chiefs, or, and and they've known bits and pieces about what I've done. I, I, I took a, a significant break when when my kids were starting to be, when they were born, and, and just little tiny ones. I wanted to be a, a full-time a full-time father and and throw all my interests into into their upbringing so I, I backed off a of hockey and now it's come around you know 15 17 years later that I'm meeting meeting these guys and and it's uh, certainly the juices have started to flow again and and I said you know what guys to myself I'm saying this maybe I should tell my kids because they didn't really know what I've done I've obviously did Junior C, Junior B, scouted with OHL, um, and now as as a general manager of the Integrity Amherstburg Admirals, and I'm also the VP of Travel for Amherstburg. Okay. So they, they they know the last little pieces, the Amherstburg, and I said, you know what, I kind of owe it to them what I've done, and I said, I'm going to start scratching. I grabbed a, I grabbed a journal and and started scratching down. I, I did it methodically, at least I thought it was. From when I was little, all the way up through you know coaching AAA in Windsor, CB, um, scouting with Junior A, and then now as I sit, so I was kind of kind of methodical. But what I did was started just just writing it down. And even at that point, they didn't they didn't really know. I didn't I didn't tell them I was going to write a book, you know, about all my stuff. I just you know would sit in the corner, have a coffee, and start scratching stuff down and. And the next thing you know, I got a, a full journal, which uh, is about 50,000 words I, I later learned to find out. And I said at that point, you know what, maybe I should start thinking about publishing it. Never never wrote a book before, don't know anything about it. I kind of committed to, to writing and I'll figure it out later. And in the last two and a half years, I've been, been figuring out how to, how to write and, and ultimately publish publish a book. I've reached out to some friends in social media, um, Client Solutions Innovation, uh, Ken Walls and Jill Walls. Uh, they've walked me through the process. They had a course, so I, I uh, enrolled in their course on how to write a write a book and what the procedure was and how to do it. And and they they in turn went out and they've uh, kind of mentored me basically. I, I hired Jill. She did the editing. Uh, Ken did all my my. Uh, a website and social media uh, he's been he's been um, very instrumental both uh, the walls in in getting this book done and giving me a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of praise and a lot of ideas and and it's funny that it's it's really starting to it's starting to come through and this was a conversation you know over over a year ago so it's you know here I, I'm looking at the book sitting on the table here and it's it's actually come to completion where there's a there's a book, Parallels of Life, the Game of Hockey, and at the very bottom it says Greg Crane on it. So it's quite a quite a thrill here. Each time I see it, I I kind of look at it in awe. Yeah, for sure. I can't imagine you know having something be an idea and see it come to life, basically, right? Um, it, one thing that as you we were speaking there and before too, talking about like the admirals and stuff. People don't realize how much of a family aspect having that job can be. Like you said, um, the coach was that you know I want to kind of take some load off me. I want to be a father, even like yourself. When you 
um, started having kids, people don't realize that they're people too, you know, like you have a life outside of this and there's so much going on in their life aside from coaching that hockey team. Uh, absolutely. You know, you know, Paul's a, a young man, um, mid, mid thirties, I'll say he just got married. He came out, he played, he played junior, junior himself up through the, up through the ranks. He played, played junior A. He, he went into minor hockey six, seven, eight years ago, well, a bit longer, sorry, with Wes, Wes Ewer, so, um, and then it just kind of evolved. Wes got into ownership along with, with Matt Fox, who also coached with, uh, with, with Wes and, and Paul in minor hockey, and Gaspar Spada was involved as an owner, and it kind of evolved, and everybody's growing up with the Admirals, you know, the coaches, and, and Wes at one time was a general manager, so they've all grown up, and and they're they're getting into careers. They're getting mm-hmm. married now. So I fully fully understand that it it takes a lot of time to run to run a successful program. You need a lot of volunteers, and you need a lot of dedication by anybody involved, including including the players. They have mm-hmm. to be dedicated. Oh, yeah. It's no longer minor hockey. It's it's junior hockey. There is there is the business side of it. At the same time. Um, they're junior hockey players. They're not professional hockey players, so there's a fine line. Uh, I mentioned it to the guys, and we met three or four times, is that I want the the player experience at junior hockey with the Admirals to be to be very memorable in a, in a positive way. And we're going to grow these these players, young men, into into great adults and, and future leaders. So it's very important that there's both sides to this this adventure. Is that there's uh, there's uh, the player and actual adulthood getting into adulthood side, as well as the development of players. You know, I speak about in my book. I've had some junior C players that have went on and, and played. They played overseas, so mm-hmm. it's 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 something that we're going to work forward and we're going to give them the opportunity. We're going to bring in people that can that can you know. Uh, maybe help them out in future future jobs future hockey and we're gonna see we're gonna see where it's gonna go ultimately we're we're here to we're here to win yeah I mean that's always the goal right at the end of the day it's still a hockey team right um but we'll go back a little bit I want to talk about junior season since you're on that topic but um you had mentioned before too never wrote a book never like a writer or anything like that right so it's it's so raw and that like we had spoke about when uh, we met like Bob Probert's book. Sometimes that's what you want to hear is just RC actually is right from the heart, right? Yeah, that's that's what I it was funny. I I just wrote it, and and I, I learned later on talking to editors and and professional writers mm-hmm. that do it for a living is that is that you have um you 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 write as kind of how you think, and and that's what I did. I, I don't know. I'm sure if a professional was to look at that book, they'd say, you know, paragraphs are too long or too short and sentences are, mm-hmm. are run-on sentences, but it it uh, it is what it is, and I, and I just wrote, and I, it's obviously been organized into chapters and paragraphs, but um, it's right from it's it's right from the heart, and it's it's spelled out in in almost a hundred thousand words. It's mm-hmm. it's what I think, what I believe, and it's it's out there now so there's no i'm certainly no jk rollins or or william shakespeare i'm just 
you know, Greg Crane from the hockey world. Yeah. No going back. <laughs> right, 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 writing it out, and you just like you mentioned, Drake. There's no, there's no going back. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is what it is, and, and I'm, I'm certainly, certainly proud of it. Oh, for sure. I, I can only imagine, and I'm sure the people that know you are going to read this and really see yourself in these words, right? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. There's uh, that with when I was with the editor, and um, she said, you, you have every writer has a, like a, a technique, and and they said that we won't. We won't change how you, how you write. We're not going to change anything. It's it's just we're going to you know help you out with paragraphs and ultimately, Greg. They told me your book is your book and it's how you decide to yeah. have your book. So they helped out with some paragraph and, and organizing and and actually helped out with uh, with the name. Um, okay. A, a funny story yeah. about that name. I wanted to know where the the title came from actually. So. So it's funny. Originally, and I, I, when I was writing through, I get I get bored a little bit easy. But I was probably halfway through, and I thought, well, you know what? I need to get a name for this this crazy adventure. So I came up with a name, and the first name was it was called a lucky nobody. And I went out and got some graphics done and, and a book cover done, and I was kind of all set. And once I was com- completely, I had wrote it, I'd printed it out, and, and I, I'd hired an editor, again, Jill and, and Ken Walls. Um, I sent it off to them, and, and they read it, and, and it was maybe three or four days later, I, I get a call from, from Jill, the editor. And she said, you know, I, I, I enjoy your book. It's, it's, you can tell it's, it's something you're very passionate about. Um, she said, but I got a few questions jotted down here. And it's funny. I'm I'm talking to her, in in uh, LaSalle Volmer parking lot of an arena, speaking with her. So I've never I never met her face to face at at this point. But we started talking. And she said, "Well, the first thing I got scratched down here, Greg, in big letters, is the name of your book." And she says, "You call it a lucky nobody." And she says, "Tell me why you think that." And I said, "Well." It's really I'm 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 nobody famous. Number one, I didn't play any significant hockey. I played house league. I was a little a little kid playing house league hockey. Um, some things lined up. I got to coach travel hockey. I moved on to to triple A. Um, I was noticed and, and had the opportunity to go on with a friend to junior C, and, and it just kept snowballing all the way up to to uh, junior A. So she said, that's great. That's a real nice story, Greg. She said, but I got a real issue with you calling yourself a lucky nobody. She goes, "Um, you're not a nobody. You've obviously, you had a goal. You set out a goal and and you ultimately got to where you wanted to go as as a coach and then finally as a scout. So she said, I would like you to, to stop basically putting yourself down and calling yourself a nobody, she says, because I think your book, and and uh, as she read the book, she says you speak about hockey paralleling life very often in the book, and and you've got many many examples of why you your philosophy is that it does. And she said, I agree with that. She goes, so I would like you to 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 sit back. Think about it for a week or so. I'll continue editing. She goes, but I think there's way more meaning in your book than than hockey. She goes, I think you talk quite a bit 
whether you realize it or not, you really are talking about life. And I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a hockey guy. I'm not a writer, and I kind of like, you know, sitting in the car talking to her and thinking, what are you talking about here? <laughs> so, I get over that, and the next three or four days, I start to think about it and absorb what they have mentioned, and I'm thinking, okay, you know what? They, I, I've said it multiple times about hockey paralleling life. And I guess it's come out in a book that that's really what I believe. So I, I threw some, some ideas around and, and she had some ideas of some potential book covers as I spoke to her three or four days after. And I said, you know what? I said, this book has got to be called The Parallels of Life, The Game of Hockey. And, and, and they, they said, you know what, Greg, you've hit it right on the nail, right on the head. They hit the nail on the head and... That's exactly what that book needs to be called because it's it's about hockey stories, but it's about life stories. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really thrilled that and that's the mentoring direction that professional professional people can could direct me. Now when and she you know, again she said, If you want to call a lucky nobody, it's your book. We're good, let's roll. But I'd like you to think about yeah. maybe something else and they were right they were right on the money. Yeah, you can tell it kind of spoke out to you, right? Yeah, it, 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 once I wrote it down on a piece of paper, that's the name it, it needed to be. That's awesome. And just like you said, to go back, like just flipping through the, the chapters and stuff, it is a lot about life, you know, getting into like your son's playing and stuff. Like everything is kind of dedicated to a different part in your life. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, uh, as I went through, you know, as I'm, I'm writing it, I experienced it obviously. And then as I started to write it down, it really did make sense that, you know, I, I I wanted to teach these young athletes as minor hockey players and as junior hockey players. I wanted them to teach them how to be how to be adults, how to be very successful adults, mm-hmm. to be positive. They 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 needed to be positive role models, you know, in the arena, coming into the arena I was as I was coaching them. And that and that goes out into life, you know, when they're where they're working, oh, yeah. they're working at a job. They gotta look, they gotta look like, like professionals when they go into job, whatever, whatever it is. Um, they gotta behave. They gotta take instructions. You know, I, I say in the book, you know, coaching is you could slash out the word coach and call yourself a teacher. I'm a hockey teacher because it's, 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 uh, it's exactly that. I'm teaching them hockey. I'm teaching them life skills. Absolutely, and especially at that that age group. Not necessarily in like junior C, B, or A. They're young, young men, you know. So they're getting into their life and really learning a lot about life at that time. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The 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 young guys, you can the the minor hockey players. You're you're certainly molding them and and putting them on uh, the right path as as much as you can as a as a minor hockey coach. And then when you get into when you get into junior, it's it's a whole. It's a whole different set of of scenarios that follow 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds. It's a whole different scenario and many things come up through that journey. And, and as a coach, you hear about it, you know about it and and they have parents, but often when a coach talks to them or assistant coach talks to them, you, you can you can direct the traffic because of your experience and you know, hey, hey player, Let's 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 
think about maybe these couple of options here. I'm not their father, but I can give them some options if I if I see and and you can, you know, again you, you parallel sports with life. You can see and you hear about their life kind of going sideways, and then suddenly their hockey is going is going sideways. So as as coaches, you you see suddenly. You know, the player's awesome the first two months. He's unbelievable. He's on time. Um, he, he's ready to go. He's fully prepared, fully committed. And then you may see a change in the, in the next month where where he's, he's, he's showing up a little, you know, late to, to practices and, and, and you're hearing rumblings about school and stuff like that. And, and sure enough, you, you'll meet with him and... And uh, you'll find, oh, yeah, you know, this just happened. Uh, I'm having problems at school or, you know, my, my girlfriend just dumped me. So, yeah. and you say, boom, there you go. It showed up in hockey, but it was really about life. Yeah, exactly. So, I know we've seen that a lot in professional sport too, right? Absolutely. Um, just like, you know, why is this guy, why is he slipping? And then the stories start coming out, right? Yep, so yep. That that's, explains it right there, but... How did the book become published? So I know, like, you go to the editor first. Did they help you get it out to so, people? Or what? Yep. So, so what what happens is it's it's a self published book, and it's it's going through Amazon. So, I, I presented word a word document, two hundred pages. It gets edited. It comes back to me. Eventually, it goes to a person that formats it. So a totally different skill. And what they do is they format. They figure out the text size. First, they figure out the size of the book, and they said it's going to be it needs to be six by nine based on you know how many words. So I I agree to that, and they start the formatting. So they got to determine um, the margins, uh, font size, the script, um, and and they produce a document. It's also a word document, but it looks significantly yeah. different than my typed word document. So they 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 send it back to me, and I look at it. And they say, well, you know, it, it looks okay. So at that point, what I do is is you load it into the Amazon software, which is called CreateSpace. So you simply load that document in. It's a Word uh, PDF. You load it in there, and it, it, it scrubs it and sees if there's any obvious issues. It'll come back, and it'll say, you know, this, this portion of it appears okay. Do you accept it? So you press the button say, okay, I accept it. Then it goes into a secondary um, a system where what I've told been told is that people actually read the book and, and they see if, if something got missed by you know the computer computer generated mm-hmm. viewing of it and and they'll make some they'll 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 say yes it's acceptable or no it's not it comes back no it's highlighted of what changes they see that needs to be made. So eventually, after you go through those iterations, and it's fairly quick, that, that scenario there of when they do their checking is probably four days. So ultimately, you have the option at the very end, you, you can view it online. It looks like a book online. You can see spacing in that, but you haven't seen a book in your hand. So you, you, you kind of guess. So I say, okay, you know what? I press the button. I can get a proof copy. So I, I purchased five proof copies. So with Amazon's beauty, three days later, I have actual books wow. in my in my lap that are that are proof copies. They're labeled proof in the back page, and now I can look through and see what my book looks like. So 
the first set of, of proof books I, I looked at, um, I seen some things I wanted to change. I was welcome. It's all about it's all about the, the author. He can change whatever he wants. And I made some changes. I didn't like some margin spacing. Um, some of the fonts I, I didn't like. So it starts to process again. I send it back to my the, my format guy. He makes the changes. It comes back to me. I resubmit. And then I do version two, proof number two. Four days later, a book comes to me again. And that process can go until until the author is happy. He can continually change it. So um, once the proof comes back and it's good, you press the accept button, and now it's and now it's ready ready to go. The final the final version. So it can be as quick as quick as as a week, or as long as you want, depending on on what you see when you actually get a, a proof book in your hand. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, man. Like, just uh, you were able to do it from home, basically. Yeah, you know? ab- absolutely. You got it that quick, three or four days. You got it. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Uh, it was unbelievable. I I left to go to France on on a Friday. I, I pushed the the uh, let's buy a let's buy a proof on on the Wednesday, and actually by that Friday, so it was or sorry on a Tuesday. So three days later, I get a call from my my son saying, "Dad, you're." Your books have come in. I'm walking on a jet to to go to France. I said, "Uh oh." So they, of course, they opened it up and they looked through. Yeah. And then, and I said, "Okay, guys, you got to give me pictures. Look yeah. through it. Give me, give me everything you can you can give me, so I can kind of review it." <laughs> yeah, while I'm, I'd be anxious to get. I'm sitting in. Yeah. I was in France for 16 days, yeah, exactly. and my book's sitting there. And 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 I, I said, I gave them instructions, and and Lyndon and Nolan were awesome. I said, "Okay, this proof copy, you got to give it to this person. Give it to this person. I already made." You guys look at your third kind of third party, look at it and see if there's mm-hmm. any mistakes. So the, the when I got back, that's you know I ran into house at at one thirty at night coming out of the out of the car, and that's the first thing I grabbed oh, was sure. was the book. Eh? Yeah. And it was yeah it was it was quite an experience when you when you get to see that that book sitting in sitting oh, in your for hands. Sure. That's that's really cool. Um, so like obviously like we said. We start with like minor hockey, make your way up to junior and all that stuff throughout the book, and uh, goes through your life and stuff. But one thing I'm uh, curious about is how you landed the the job with Barry um, as a scout for them. So that's 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 a that's a, a great a great story there, and I have one of these chapters that's called your net your network is your net worth. So what happened there is that I was about five years into coaching AAA hockey. My brother, who's older, Gary, um, Gary and Barb, uh, been very, very instrumental in, in my career. So they they had noticed some passion in me coaching AAA hockey. Gary had seen me on the bench and running practices, and he, and he helped out when he could help out, and and gave me direction when he needed to. When I was getting a little wild and crazy, ultimately they said, you know what, we're going to enroll you in in uh, an advanced coaching course. So that course, they, they paid for everything. They flew me. It was in Ottawa. It was for a week. And in that course was was ex-professional hockey players. Uh, Mike Bullard was in, was in there. Uh, the late E.J. McGuire, who was a, who was a, a coach in uh, Guelph at the time. Um, Paul Gillis was in there. So it, it's funny. You got me. At the time, I was coaching Bantam. So we all, we all come into the, into the huddle. You know, we sign in and stuff like that, and you get paired off with, 
with a group of six, seven other guys, and then you get paired off for you're living on on campus for a week, and and the course is from eight in the morning till till eight at night. So, in my group was a, was a gentleman, Rob Kitamura, and he at the time was a midget AAA coach in in Hamilton. So we got to be we got to be real close. The 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 whole course is is a lot of. Uh, you do lectures, then you go off in your group, and and you talk about things, and you design things, and you you whip out practices, and you have great discussions over and over and over for seven days. So I got to know Rob. We we got to be uh, pretty close. You know, after hours we'd go out and have have dinner when we had a chance, which was uh, a quick bite to eat at McDonald's because you're you're back up at mm-hmm. six in the morning to to get into course. Anyways. So we we kept in touch. We went we went our ways after the week. I went back to Bantam. Rob went to uh, his midget team, and we and we kept in touch. Four years later, I'm out of I'm out of AAA hockey. I was fortunate enough to to land a spot with the Bell River Canadians Junior C. Rob and I still 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 stayed in contact. He moved on to to uh, the Barry Colts. He was a scout there, so we still still t- stayed in touch. Um, I was in junior C at the time. Then I moved up to junior B with a close friend, Matt Saint Germain, as the as the head coach. And again, we kept in touch. Captain Rob was up there. I was down here. You know, every once in a while, three or four times a year, shooting the breeze. How things good, good, good. You know, I noticed Rob here in Barry. Yep, yep. I noticed here in B. Yep, everything is good. In the summertime, I get a call kind of out of nowhere saying, um, Craner, we're, we're looking for a scout down in southwestern Ontario. Would you be interested? And I I said, tell me about this. And he said, well, you, you know I'm with the Barry Colts, and we need a scout. I said, like a scout for amateur hockey? He said, yeah, you're, I'm offering you a job to be an OHL scout. So I, I, uh, I thought about it for about four seconds, and... <laughs> And said, "Yep, I'm, uh, I'm in." So at that point, I was, I was, uh, two years into marriage. So obviously, I had to talk to my my spouse and, and mentioned it, and there she was all for it. I had my first one was was born, and and uh, he said, "Okay, here's the details. Here's your here's your contract. This is what you're going to get. We need you at, uh, we need you at camp in September." Here, here's the details. Here's the hotel. Your your first meeting is on this day at this time. Be here. So here here I am. I uh, we we shoot down there come September, and and I walk into the beautiful Barry Colts arena. There, he meets me at the front door. We immediately go into the into the apparel store. He said, "Pick what you want." You know, I, I grab jacket, you know, grab a hat. You know, he said. He said, "You're an, you're an OHL brother." He said, "You make sure you're always flying your flag." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "You're part of the Barry Colts, and you better show it every time you're in the arena. People need to know that you're you're there." Mm-hmm. So um, I, I walked into training camp. You know, I was uh, I sat at board tables, listened to the general manager and the coaches and all the other experienced uh, scouts there. And they were talking, obviously, of kids they had they had scouted during that season that I, I didn't know I wasn't involved at that point yet. And I just sat there and just listened to all the knowledge and 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 uh, how things were working in 
in junior A hockey. So um, camp camp broke. Um, you know, three days later on on a long weekend, September, they gave us direction of of what they wanted. They gave us forms to fill out. At that time, there was no there was no uh, huge database, so you had to internet was just kind of going on. You had to oh, search yeah, yeah. up when all the teams played and and talks amongst yourself of when tournaments were. So you you set your own your own schedule of when you wanted to um, see kids. You you knew which kids. Um, and you talked amongst the coaching staff. My primary contact was Rob at the time, and uh, he said, "Hey, let's roll," and, and that's what we what we did. So I, I went out and I would scout three or four nights a week. I, I knew the midget kids coming coming in. I knew when their tournaments were. Uh, I went into Michigan to watch their tournaments. Often, um, the coaches would cross paths. So we were, we were all over Ontario, and sometimes, you know, if, if a tournament was available, I'd jump into the tournament, so I'd be there for a full day watching multiple teams. And and we came up, we would come up every every week. We'd submit in our, our, our evaluations of different players. We went to the to head scout, and um, they would tabulate with the general manager, and they would tabulate a, a, a list from... You know, one to two hundred of, of kids, of how each and there was there was myself, Rob, uh, there was one down south, and two in the Toronto area and one in in Ottawa, and and uh, the one in Ottawa was also was also part of that advanced course that Gary and Barb had sent me to. So again, my my network created my net worth. So mm-hmm. I, I speak about hockey being a very small community. Fast forward to these days, Rob moved into, um, he was with uh, Central Scouting of the OHL for three or four years, and, and he's now a professional scout with Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, wow. I, uh, That's awesome. I got a chance to talk to Rob maybe three weeks ago. You know, he obviously congratulated me on my, on my book, and, and we, had some, we had some chuckles about what I would be writing about some adventures that we had. And and I assured him it was all it was all positive, good, all good stuff. So yeah, we had a, we had a good laugh there. But but there you go, you know. Uh, I'm going to say 20 years ago we went we went to the course, and, and now he's he's been lucky, and, and Rob has earned it um, very much. So his his knowledge of hockey and his work ethic is is second to none. Um, the year the year I was scouting with Rob. He'd said he'd put on almost sixty thousand kilometers strictly, strictly for hockey. Wow! And held a, a yeah, full time yeah. job, and now he's 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 uh, in a position where that's that's what he does. He's that's a professional pay- yeah, scout. Yeah, it's paid off. <laughs> so yeah, my kudos to to Rob Kitamira. It's it's unbelievable. I wish him all the best. That's fantastic, and it's crazy how the the connections pay off. And, it's it's you know, it, no, it, and it goes. Know. It, it goes, it goes on and on. The, the the connections, the guys you meet, you know, the players that I coach have come back recently in the last two years to help to help me um, run clinics at, at the minor at the minor hockey level. You know, these are guys that are twenty years older playing. That are me coaching them. They've come back and and helped me. You know, I've reached out. You know, prior prior to this role, the general manager, I've reached out to. To junior B guys and to other other OHL scouts, 
and they said, you know what, Craner, welcome, welcome aboard. The deal wasn't quite done yet. Mm-hmm. I said, guys, what do you what do you think? You know me. Can I can I can I do this? And they said, jump on as quick as you can. Welcome back to junior hockey. So those connections are are. And I'm getting texts the last two days saying, we got to talk. We got to talk. Yeah, well, you got to call me. Yeah. So, so with the book and yeah, and yeah. So it's all right. kind of and it's. And it's I'm rambling a bit here, but back back to to the editing days when I hired uh, Ken and Jill Walls from Client Solution Innovations. She had said that you know what you got you got a you got some opportunity here, and I said yeah well my opportunity I I'm writing a book and she said no 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 she said uh, um, you have some opportunity to to expand yourself and and maybe you can you can get into some speak speaking uh scenarios mm-hmm. i never paid nothing okay and and ken doing the, the website he he had a little you know contact me for yeah, for speaking engagements well as the story goes three weeks ago i got i got offered to to, to speak in front of two high schools so i'll be doing that next week at uh on the uh the tuesday so i got two opportunities to speak and and tell my story and give my my thoughts and philosophies in front of some high school students. So it, it's funny, you know, I walked in just writing a hockey book and the next thing you know, it, it snowballed. I'm speaking to people. I'm doing, I'm doing interviews with, mm-hmm. with Drake here. Thank you again. And, you know, I'm, I'm a general manager of a, of a junior C hockey club. And it's just, it's just been a, a, a whirlwind Run, yeah. run of excitement the last the last three or four months especially. Yeah, something that just started as, I'll do this. It was <laughs> it was just a little. I'll just scratch something yeah. down here and we'll see where it goes. To the next thing, you know, there there's a book. I, I've done interviews on on uh, the cable. I got a great interview happening right now with Drake, and I thank him again. You know, I, I'm going to be speaking next week, and, and I'm a general manager of. Of the Integrity Amherstburg Admirals yeah. Junior C Club, so yeah, yeah, it's when it rains it pours. It, right? it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a little bit more about about the scouting because this is something that I want to personally ask and kind of clear things up for anyone that might be listening. When you're scouting for um, Junior A, you're you're watching the minors and stuff, right? And you're pulling kids up from there that you might want to draft or sign, yes, and whatever. Yep, right? yep. Uh, is there anyone that at your era maybe the people might remember? Um, I see who you scouted and if they I'm uh, trying to yeah. yeah you got me you got me I don't know if you had here. any like right off the top of your head or not um, if not I'm going then... to have to I'm going to have to say unfortunately I can't think of anybody yeah for 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 my particular area for that for that year yeah because you're so, Barry, like you said yeah you're so Barry, Barry Colts obviously had some had some great some great hockey players run through their system but mm-hmm. I don't recall me me being um, a scout of anybody in particular because it's really it ends up being scouting by committee. So I I, I scout whatever players are in my area, and and the next four or five scouts do the same thing, and then it really kind of you throw it into a pot and you mix it up, and and the head scout and the general manager comes up with an evaluation. And then they come up with with a list based on the needs of the team, okay, yeah. of, of how it of how yeah. it sits. So although you know you know the name of the kid, you're not really, in my case, really connected. It's it becomes a, I've scouted a kid, 
here's his ranking, here's his progression throughout the year, and and let's move on to the mm-hmm. on to the next yeah, kid. So because sure. it's making pieces of the puzzle, right? You're not just looking for superstars all the yes, time. Yes, no, no, and might it's fit, right? and 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 with Barry, they 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 didn't say they wanted anything specific. Our, our instructions were evaluate the kids in this age group mm-hmm. and 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 Just we'll figure simple, out yeah. we'll figure out the pieces yeah yeah and, and and scouting is quite a is quite a there's a technique to scouting for sure i i've always been one for for uh knowing how the how the kid is and, and a good a good indicator of that is, is body language so it's and i notice myself Still, still doing it even in minor hockey, watching kids on, on the things where they, you know, they bang their stick and they slouch and, and they're pouty and 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 you know, as you're evaluating them moving on to the next level, junior hockey, junior A, it's a big business. You got to know what that kid is, in in life, and and how he is in hockey, and yeah. you you take in whatever you can. You talk to parents, you talk to friends, you talk to schools. You want to know about that package. It's not just a left winger; it's a full package, mm-hmm. including including parents. You mm-hmm. got to know what he's all about. Mm-hmm. You're about to spend a lot of money um, training him, billeting him, uh, giving him food, shelter, um, hockey ice time. It's a it's a significant when when you get drafted into the into the junior A ranks. It's a big money oh, yeah. a big money it's decision. Big deal, yeah. So. The scouts, you have to be, you have to have given every input that you can, you can, yeah. you can give. That's one thing I always stress with like uh, coaches and coordinators and stuff when I interview them is when you're recruiting, you're recruiting more than the player. You know, it's it's, it's a so full huge. package. Yeah. You, you got to the more, the more you know about a player, the better off everything is, including including the player. You mm-hmm. don't want you don't want to put him in if it's going to be a bad. If it's going yeah. to be a bad mix, yeah, because exactly. it's not going to. He could be. Might be yeah. He could be a superstar. If it's a bad mix for your team, mm-hmm. your team yeah. uh, chemistry, you, you don't want him. You no. can't afford to have exactly. him. Exactly, it's it's more important, right? And you said that you were able to read people by watching and watching them and stuff. And there's actually at least one story from the. I probably read one percent of your book in the two chapters there, but there's actually one story there where um, I don't want to give a lot of it away, but um, I'm blanking on the guy's last name right now. His, his first name was also Greg. Um, Greg Schmidt. Schmidt, yeah. Greg, Greg Schmidt so from the Bell River. Before you coach, then when you were brought on a coach, you said exactly what I thought of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly it's, what he was, it's right? that's uh, I had seen him example. as as just a just a spectator, um, watching on the glass where you know I, I typically watch from behind the net or beside the net, you know, always facing the the, the coach's bench. This is Woodway. That's where I stand still to this day. And I, I was just a spectator with the Canadians who were going on one of our perennial runs for, for all Ontario, and and I noticed this one individual, and Greg was a he was a pretty big cat, he was probably six foot one, and he just worked and worked and worked, and and you always know. You you knew that you're getting everything from him by just watching him, and he had a big smile, and the one thing that 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 caught my eye for whatever whatever reason is I noticed a pair of. A pair of skates that that I could tell weren't they weren't up to par with all the other all the other kids, and he just worked. Fast forward a year later, I'm now Greg Schmidt's coach. I, I walk on, I walk on the ice, and, and they're always in equipment, so you don't really know what the kid looks like. 
I walk on the on the ice and have my first skate with the guys and 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 sure enough Greg Schmidt comes wheeling past me and, and I remembered kind of remembered the number the practice jerseys were similar numbers and and I looked down and I said I know this I knew the skates that's Greg Schmidt and we got to we got to know each other for the next couple of years and and and, and uh the funny thing is is that uh, the other coaches said hey you know, very soon. Let's let's give let's give Schmidt a a pair a pair of good skates here. And he never asked for it. He never complained. He came into the arena with a huge smile. He worked his butt off. He got dressed. He went to he went to our team dinners with a huge smile, and he went home. He was just one of those kids that they just worked. There was nothing flashy about him. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. he would talk to all the crowd coming in. He was a he was certainly a fan favorite uh, favorite. He just worked hard, and, and I, I wrote about him because I mm-hmm. thought it was, you know, here here's a good old-fashioned hockey player. He's just playing because he, he just loves it, and the body language is is exemplary. It's just he's having he's having fun. Oh, there's yeah. no there's no two ends, uh, ifs or buts about it. He's just he's having fun, mm-hmm. and, and sure enough, the body language that I seen as a spectator was who he was as a as a player the next the next two years. That's cool. So obviously, Junior C, you're obviously pretty passionate about that, you know, that animal almost that Junior C is, and uh, you know, we could talk about it all day. But uh, you even mentioned before that a lot of these guys, if they're not going pro, they could be going pro overseas. Uh, you think that's a good avenue for for kids to be in Junior C, whether they, whatever, uh, wherever they might end up. Well, I, I think they need to play at the the level that's available them to them, and and whatever level. They got to remember that it, it's not the end of the end of the road. You know, you often heard that you know junior C that was it. You know, the kid didn't make junior yeah, A, like he didn't make so, junior yeah. B. He's, he's going to play junior C. Well, that could be the case. They're still playing junior hockey. They're still they're still playing for free, and and it's a good league C, B, and A. Not everybody's going to play NHL as a professional. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the percentages are extremely low. That we all we all know of making the NHL, but but in my eyes, if they went on, if any of them were lucky enough, fortunate enough, worked hard enough, earned it, they went on to play any kind of professional hockey. You know, my my hat tips off to them oh, because yeah. because they play, they're playing a, a sport they obviously love, mm-hmm. and and they're making a making a living. So, um, I, I had one uh, one gentleman. That uh, Austin Wizick, he played junior C with the Bell River Canadians. Another another kid that came out last year, along with uh, with Sean Voy and Kyle, or sorry Kyle Voy and Kyle Raymond. They came out. Anyways, Austin last year had just retired. He played in Germany for 13 years, so he went from junior C. He went to go get a, a university degree in Northern Ontario, and. Um, Next thing you know, he's playing, he's playing pro in Germany. He's got a beautiful wife and and three kids. He's back in town now, and he, he's he's giving back because he's uh, he's a head coach of of the Adam Minor team in in Sun County. So the the full circle has come, yeah. and he's now giving back to the community, helping helping uh, kids learn hockey. Yeah, a lot a lot of people make livings out there in uh, in Europe and. Whatever from junior and OUA and stuff. Like that, uh, you know absolutely, I mean? so, there's never. You, you you just if you got a dream, you know there there's I I say there's haters out there and a lot of negativity. They're gonna say you can't do it. Or you're you're not good enough. 
you, you read about it. You just got to go out and you got to you gotta do it. The mm-hmm. door is always open somewhere and just be very, very persistent in your in your dream. Absolutely, man. I can agree with all of that. Um, so before we begin to wrap things up, there's a few more things here. I think this book, it might be a little bit early to ask you this one, but you think this book might spark you to do some more stuff? Um, like you said, you're doing the personal speaking, but when this is all said and done, who knows what might happen, right? But it seems like you're enjoying. What, yeah, yeah, what's, what's I'm certainly, you, right? I, I'm certainly enjoying how it's it's been it's been rolling the last the last three months, and you know what? Who 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 knows? Um, it, it's certainly, you know, it got the, the juices flowing, and next thing you know, I'm in I'm in junior C hockey in a, a significant mm-hmm. role with a a great organization. So what the future lies, who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to play. Play it out. Yeah, just keep the doors open, right? Absolutely. Before, uh, now we all want to get into the release party, but before we do that, I'm going to give a shout out to C Jam because the uh, managers and stuff are going to love when we met up. And you said, oh, I remember C Jam from back in 91.5 stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's, that's a crazy a, a crazy story when we when we hooked up and we talked there. So back in my college days, um, 91.5 was a university station, and, and at the time we were into... We were into hard rock and punk rock music and alternative music and 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 I lived in LaSalle at the time and others lived in Windsor so that would be a, that was the station that we we'd listen to you know all the time because they they played a lot of alternative and it was in my my group of my circle of friends here we just loved C Jam you know ninety one point five at the time and uh, yeah it was all alternative and it was it was a fun time during college and. At the end of my high school, into college, and and then uh, it's obviously progressed. You got a, a beautiful studio here now, and and I, and I noticed the uh, the ninety nine point one. You've 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 opened up your your airwaves a little bit more, but I think it's it's great that C Jam does this absolutely um, for for the community. Everybody gets to learn uh, learn how to be a, a radio station, how it operates, and yeah, all, all the best to. To see Jam moving forward. Right on, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, to wrap it up, uh, when we met up last time, you were telling me about the release party. I know it's next Friday. Um, by the time this airs, actually, it will be tomorrow. So, um, where and when is this going? I know, I know, it's Friday, but what time and where is this going down? Oh, awesome! Thank you, thank you, Drake. So, so the Parallels of Life, the Game of Hockey uh, book book launch party will be held next Friday, December seventh, at the Libro Center. Amherstburg Arena in Amherstburg. Um, you'll see the signs going down the hallway. Uh, it's at seven o'clock. And, and uh, if you could jump on the parallelsoflife.com a website, there's a notify me button. It puts you on a list, an email list. And and the uh, this upcoming week, I'm blasting out information. And ultimately, what's going to happen is that uh, at that party, and I I uh, invite anybody who wants to come in. Uh, any any previous players, friends, family, coaches. I got I got refs coming coming in that used to yell and scream <laughs> and throw me at off the bench. You know we're obviously friends now. And yeah. yeah, yeah, Craner, we're coming in. Press the notify me button on Parallels of Life, guys. Come on out. And and what we're going to do that night is is I'm going to push out an email. It's going to be a direct link to Amazon. If you got the Amazon app or you got it on a computer, we'll have some computers there. Jump on, jump on that link and and order up your copy. It's it's close to Christmas, so 
If you got friends and families, little brothers, mothers, dads, whoever you want, grab grab a copy. And and ultimately, what we're kind of try to do with all with everybody is is see if we can we can get this crazy book of my adventures, my hockey adventures, into uh, a bestseller status. Right on, man. Uh, again, Drake. Before we yeah, cut off absolutely. your eye, I want to really, really thank you for for all your all your support. The community in general has been awesome. You know, to get here and talk to you is 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 quite a quite a thrill. It's something I've never done before. You, yeah. you know, heard me mention it. You know, commit, figure it out later, and that's and that's what we're doing here. So again, thank you, Drake. Absolutely, I'm all about that, and I appreciate you coming out here. Like I said, I got a lot of exposure to Junior C by working at the Atlas Tube Center. And uh, I, obviously, people from that area and that era, like we've been speaking about, are gonna really want to hear this or read this book. But if any of my uh, friends and coworkers from Atlas Tube Center are listening, you're gonna want to get your hands on this too. So, thank you so much for coming out and chatting with me, Greg. Awesome. Th- thank you again, Drake, and have a have a great weekend. featuring some to me familiar faces some guys that i know um, never knew that they were involved in this and the footage is actually out there on facebook or on youtube i might put it out on facebook twitter and stuff because um, it, it's a great part of his book and a, a huge um, portion of the book is about his junior c time there's a nice chapter on the bell river canadians there and he talks all about that brawl in detail and you can actually see it footage from 2001 and like a old camcorder or something i don't even know how they got it on youtube uh, just a few years ago but without further ado we're going to take the time now to talk about some local sports news and we're going to kick things off with our windsor spitfires of course the biggest news coming out of the sports world in windsor this week is spitz goaltender michael di pietro being traded to the ottawa 67s on tuesday in return, the Spitfires get Russian forward Igor, and bear with me here, Afin Saev, and a bunch of picks from Ottawa and London between this year and 2020. It's pretty ironic. Uh, we posted on our Instagram today uh, after him being traded to Ottawa last year. It has a little battle on Twitter between him and the Ottawa 67's uh, Twitter feed or Twitter account, and following that tweet, there was a bunch more from them. That were deleted and all this stuff there's a lot of chirping going back and forth and he ends up getting traded to that team i think it's quite funny but just days before tuesday's trade di pietro was among one of the three goalies and 34 total players invited to hockey canada's selection camp for the 2019 world junior hockey championship later this month in vancouver and british columbia or sorry vancouver and victoria british columbia Mikey says he feels no added pressure to perform with the tournament being held in Vancouver and Victoria as the Canucks selected the Amherstburg native in the 2017 NHL entry draft. Hockey Canada selection camp opens up on December 11th in Victoria with the final roster expected to be named by December the 14th. 
The Spitz went 2-1 over the weekend, starting with a 3-2 win over the Sioux on Thursday, followed by a loss on the road to Hamilton Saturday and a road win against Oshawa Sunday. Today they are celebrating 10 years at the WFCU Center as they take on the Sarnia Sting. Tickets are still available and at discounted prices for the celebration. It's actually pretty ironic now that uh, DiPietro is going to miss this game. Uh, former captain and Mem Cup champion Harry Young will be on site. They'll be in Sarnia tomorrow for a back-to-back home-and-home with the Sting. The defense disappeared and with it went a chance for the Windsor Express to win back-to-back games for the first time this season. The Express watched a 9-point lead in the fourth quarter disappear with a 116-112 road loss to Sudbury on Saturday. Windsor has allowed the opposition an average of 113.75 points in its four losses this season, which includes a pair of defeats to the new expansion team, the Sudbury Five. Horace Warmly had 24 points for the Express, while Brian Addison added 18 points, 11 rebounds, and Ryan Anderson finished with 16 points. Off the bench, Richard Armadi had 14 points, DeAndre Thomas finished with 12, and Reggie Hamilton contributed 11 points. The University of Windsor Lancers women's basketball team scored a 63-30 road win on Saturday over the Nipissing Lakers, while the men's team fell 84-51 to the Lakers in North Bay. In the women's game, Carly Steer had 16 points to lead the Lancers, while Eve Uyesu finished with 10 points and 14 points for Windsor against Nipissing. In the men's game, Toloi Simon had 15 points for the Lancers, while Wind City Sports alumni Lucas Orlita came off the bench to score 11 points against the Lakers. The men are done until the new year, and the women have a game with Fanshawe College on December the 28th at St. Dennis Center. The University of Windsor Lancers men's hockey team suffered its sixth straight defeat in OUA play on Saturday. Kyle Hope had the lone goal for the Lancers in a 4-1 loss to the Western Mustangs at South Windsor Arena. They have only one game left in 2018 on December 30th in Bowling Green. The season will continue come next semester. So it looks like that's going to be all for this week on Wind City Sports. My name is Drake Damore, and we are here on the podcast every Thursday. New episodes now drop at 1 p.m. Following our radio program on CJAM 99.1 FM, 12.30 is our new time slot. Every week we feature interviews with athletes, coaches, and much more uh, from individuals in the city or people who have spent time in the city. You can hear every single episode of Win City Sports on WinCitySports.com or wherever podcasts are found, including iTunes and now Spotify. Search us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be, so you can keep up to date with the program, upcoming guests, news announcements, and just some cool stuff that I like to post on our Instagram. We'll be back here on the podcast and on the radio show next week. So until then, smell you later.